This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Friday. The Roaring Fork School District wants to keep students safe, and they're looking for feedback on how to do it. Hallie Zander has more. In a series of forums next week, the district will ask families how they feel about subjects ranging from secure entrances and crisis protocols to bully prevention and mental health services. At this month's school board meeting, Interim Superintendent Anna Cole said she's looking for student and family insight on specific questions. Do you feel safe at school? And what helps you feel safe at school? And what do, what do we need to prioritize and invest in in terms of meaningful strategies? They're also seeking comments on the district's school resource officers and its partnerships with local police departments. This comes as the district has decided to implement drug-sniffing dogs on some of its campuses as early as this spring. You can find more information about the dates and times of the forums at the Roaring Fork School District's website. For Aspen Public Radio News, I'm Hallie Zander. Jamie Hozak will be the next principal of Basalt Middle School starting in July. According to the Roaring Fork School District, Hozak is a longtime educator and a former assistant principal at Basalt High School. He'll be returning to the Roaring Fork Schools after serving as the head of middle school at Aspen Country Day. The current principal at Basalt Middle School, Jennifer Elsperman, recently announced her plans to retire at the end of this school year. She's had a 31-year career in education with 21 of those years in Basalt. The Aspen Institute has appointed its first-ever Executive Vice President for Public Events and Engagement. In the new position, Jin-hee Kim will oversee the Institute's flagship public events, including Ideas Fest. She will also lead the nonprofit's public programs team, as well as other teams that produce events around the country. Kim comes from a background of live events and content production for companies like Apple and Smithsonian Enterprises. A dog who was swept away in an avalanche near Marble last spring has been spotted on a wildlife camera. Jacob Dalby took his dog Uller on a backcountry adventure last March, where an avalanche killed his friend, Glenwood resident Joel Shute, and Uller was lost. Dalby has been hiking and skiing in the area over the last 11 months, searching for signs of his dog. Many recreationists have also been on the lookout, sending photos and intel of potential sightings. In a post on Instagram, Dalby said he's been setting up cameras and putting out food in the hopes of luring him in. Now that he knows Uller's general location, Dalby is developing a plan to rescue his old pal. The Colorado Avalanche Information Center says at least nine people have been caught in avalanches over the last week. Four of those people were partially or fully buried and were able to dig themselves out uninjured. With the recent snowfall and windy conditions, the center says that human-triggered avalanches are likely this weekend. There's currently considerable avalanche danger in much of our listening area right now. Workers at Aspen's private airport are hoping to unionize. The Aspen Times reports that 34 employees of Atlantic Aviation, the airport's fixed-based operator, are concerned about pay, safety, and scheduling. The workers will vote on whether to become a local member of a union that represents more than 600,000 transportation workers in North America. Atlantic Aviation is in the process of negotiating a new 30-year contract with Aspen's airport, and union officials say employees are concerned that they might not benefit from the new terms. 
A secret ballot election will take place on March 6th, asking workers if they would like the union to represent them. Those eligible for union membership include customer service representatives and service technicians, among others. The United States Postal Service is considering changes to the Grand Junction Post Office, including sending local mail to Denver for processing. CPR reports residents in western Colorado worry that could cause delays. And Montrose County Clerk Tressa Guyanez says with the upcoming elections, her office is concerned about mail ballot processing. If it's one day late, that ballot does not count. That vote does not count, so the voter loses their opportunity to vote. The Postal Service says the changes won't involve any layoffs. They say the proposal is part of a broader modernization effort across the country. A two-part masterclass in ceramic art kicks off at the Carbondale Clay Center this weekend, led by local sculptor, painter, and photographer Chris Cox. Kaya Williams stopped by his studio this week to learn more. Chris Cox found his knack for ceramics more than five decades ago when he was a student at the Claremont Colleges in California. One of his mentors was Paul Soldner, a founder of the Anderson Ranch Arts Center and a pioneer of the American Raku ceramic technique. Cox will be demonstrating American Raku in mid-March. It's a process that involves firing clay in a kiln, then cooling it in water and smoking it to crackle the glaze. But he's going to start the masterclass with a workshop this weekend to help students expand their practice. Cox works with lots of different materials these days, from paints to heavy metal chains, and he says he always enjoys returning to clay. Clay is probably one of the most restorative therapeutic mediums that one can be involved with. I feel that I can open some doors or windows to people with their work. The workshop on exploring ceramic techniques takes place this Saturday and Sunday. More information is available at carbondaleclay.org. From the Edless Neeson Arts and Culture Desk, I'm Kaya Williams. The Palm Tree Music Festival kicks off in Aspen's Rio Grande Park today. DJ David Guetta is the headliner tonight. Tomorrow night, the Chainsmokers take the stage and DJ Kaigo is also headlining. He co-founded the festival. Single-day tickets are more than $270 after fees, but people without a pass can still catch some of the music. At last year's festival, the music could be heard from blocks away in downtown Aspen. Aspen's City Hall will be closed today due to the impacts from the festival, but virtual services will still be available. Drivers should also expect some increased traffic and road closures around Rio Grande Park. Garfield County Libraries will host Taste of Ghana events this weekend featuring the West African dance and drum group Logo Ligi. The group is based in Colorado and aims to connect communities and promote cross-cultural learning through music and dance. Their name Logo Ligi comes from a Ghanaian term that means to play or excite. They'll be at the Parachute and Rifle Libraries tomorrow and the Carbondale and Glenwood Libraries on Sunday. In statewide news, Democratic state lawmakers announced a package of legislation yesterday to tackle high air pollution on the Front Range. KUNC's Lucas Brady-Woods reports the bills would create new regulations for oil and gas production. 
the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency classifies the Northern Front Range as a, quote, severe violator of air quality standards. Under the new bills, oil and gas companies would have to go through a special permitting process to operate in high-pollution areas. They would also have to pause their operations during summer months when air quality is worst. Dr. Nikita Habermel, a Denver-area pediatrician, says she's tired of seeing patients suffer from bad air. Too often in my emergency department, I treat children suffering from severe asthma attacks that can often be linked to higher levels of ozone and other pollutants in our ear. Republican lawmakers and the oil and gas industry oppose the bill. They say it will have a negative impact on jobs, transportation, and the cost of living. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods at the state capitol. And in regional news, the 14th annual Conservation in the West poll again showed bipartisan support for conservation policies and concern about a range of environmental issues. On many questions, results for Latino respondents showed even higher levels of support and concern. The Mountain West News Bureau's Murphy Woodhouse reports. For the poll, a project of Colorado College, thousands of residents of eight western states were surveyed, among them hundreds of Latino voters. During a recent presentation of the findings, panelists said that Latino voices haven't always historically been heard. Daniela Zavala with the group Echo. She says Latinos are often on the front lines of climate change, adding that many do not have air conditioning or struggle to pay for energy bills. They also make up a significant portion of the workforce in fields like agriculture and construction, where workers are exposed to extreme temperatures and wildfire smoke. In the survey, Latinos expressed the highest level of concern about the environment and were the most likely to seriously consider a public official's position on conservation when voting. They also showed above-average support for policies like expanding public land protections and prioritizing conservation over energy production. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Murphy Woodhouse. The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.